in the unspoiled setting of the Old West where lawlessness reigned and legends were born. Among them, one name has instilled fear in the hearts of both legislators and outlaws, Dave Rudabaugh. But what led this renegade down a lawless path, and what chilling fate awaits him? Join us on a journey to the Old West, where the line between right and wrong is blurred, and Dave Rudabaugh has carved his name into the infamous chronicle. Get ready for a ride full of adventure, danger, and macabre ending that will keep you hooked. David Rudabaugh was born in Fulton County, Illinois, on July of 1854. His father was killed in the Civil War when Dave was a boy. His family moved to Eureka, Kansas in 1870. He later resided in Greenwood County, Kansas, before beginning his journey west along the cattle trail that led him to Colorado. Little is known about his life during this period until his involvement in criminal activities. Due to his infrequent bathing and a habit of wearing dirty clothes, he is nicknamed Dirty Dave. In the 1870s, Rudabaugh rose to fame as leader of a gang of thieves in Texas that expanded his criminal activity beyond the borders of the Lone Star State. One notable robbery occurred in November 1877 when Rudabaugh and his gang robbed a Santa Fe Railroad construction camp in Kansas. As a result, Wyatt Earp received a commission of action as Deputy Marshal of the United States, tasked with pursuing these outlaws across the states. In pursuit of Rudabaugh, Wyatt Earp tracked him for 400 miles to Fort Griffin, Texas. Upon arriving at Shanassi's Saloon, Earp inquired about Rudabaugh from the owner, John Shanassi. Shansey informs Earp that Rudabaugh was there earlier in the week, but is unsure of his current whereabouts. Shansey then directs Earp to Doc Holliday, who is known to play cards with Rudabaugh. Earp approaches this encounter with skepticism, knowing that Holliday defies the rules. However, when Earp met Holliday that evening at Shansey's, he was surprised by Holliday's willingness to talk. Holiday reveals to Earp that he believes Rudabaugh has returned to Kansas. Earp and Holiday's initial meeting laid the foundation for their lifelong friendship. Earp passed this valuable information on to Bat Masterson, who played a key role in the eventual capture of Rudabaugh. In an attempt to evade Wyatt Earp, Rudabaugh returned to Kansas but would hijack a train before being caught. On January 27, 1878, Rudabaugh, along with five other men, attempted to intercept a train in Kinsley, Kansas, but failed. However, within days, Sheriff Bat Masterson and his team, including John Joshua Webb, arrested Rudabaugh and his partner, Edgar West. When Rudabaugh reached for a gun, Webb intervened and forced him to surrender. Later, four other accomplices were arrested. Rudabaugh later informed his associates that he planned to change his way of life and live an honest life. While his accomplices were incarcerated, Dirty Dave was released soon after and ventured to New Mexico, continuing his life of theft. In 1879, he reconnected with some of his associates, and over the next six months, they ravaged Las Vegas, New Mexico, engaging in train and carriage robberies as part of the notorious Dodge City Yang. Notably, their exploits include the likes of mysterious Dave Mather, Carson, Hoodoo Brown, and City Marshal John Joshua Webb, who was Rudabaugh's rival in Dodge City. 
On October 14, 1879, a group of masked men hijacked a train in the vicinity of Las Vegas, obtaining $2,085, three pistols, and all the lanterns on board. Two years later, when Rudabaugh was finally arrested, he admitted he was involved in the robbery. On January 22, 1880, a group consisting of T.J. House, James West, John Dorsey, and William Randall roamed the town, engaging in ridicule, laughter, and trouble-seeking. As they entered the Close and Patterson Variety Hall, Field Marshal Joe Carson asked them to check their weapons, but they adamantly refused. This leads to a fierce gunfight in which Carson is tragically killed, while the mysterious Deputy Dave Mather eliminates Randall and abandons John Dorsey despite his injuries. T.J. House escaped from the scene. On February 5th, the Dodge City gang received information that Dorsey and House were hiding at Juan Antonio Dominguez's mansion in Buena Vista, 30 miles north of Las Vegas. A group consisting of J.J. Webb, Dave Rudabaugh, and five other individuals quickly surrounded the house and demanded the surrender of the wanted men. Dorsey and House complied after receiving assurances from the citizens of Las Vegas. This assurance proved meaningless, however, as soon after the men were brought into the Old Town prison, vigilantes stormed this facility and overpowered the guards. They were going to hang Dorsey and House in the windmill on the square. However, before the vigilantes could carry out their plan, Mrs. Carson promptly opened fire on them, helping the men escape the clutches of justice for the murder. After this incident, Rudabaugh and the rest of his gang continued their criminal activities, continuing to carry out a series of robberies. However, on March 2, 1880, J.J. Webb was arrested for the murder of Mike Kelleher. A large mob formed, but the Dodge City gang, led by Dirty Dave, managed to stop them. On April 30th, Rudabaugh, along with John Allen, stormed into the sheriff's office with the intention of freeing Webb. However, their escape plan fails, and Rudabaugh fatally shoots jailer Antonio Lino. Webb's conviction was subsequently appealed, resulting in a reduction to life in prison. Sometime later, Rudabaugh and Dodge City gang member Tom Pickett sought refuge in Fort Sumner, where they joined forces with the infamous Billy the Kid. According to various sources, Billy the Kid is only afraid of one man, and that man happens to be Dave Rudabaugh. On November 30, 1880, Billy the Kid, along with David Anderson and Rudabaugh, set out on a journey to White Oaks, New Mexico. There, they encountered Deputy Sheriff James Redman, leading to a confrontation. Redman sought refuge behind a pub and opened fire, prompting the locals to join the fray and chase the fugitives out of town. On December 23, 1880, a team led by Pat Garrett captured Rudabaugh, Billy the Kid, Billy Wilson, and other members of the crew. They were taken to Las Vegas, but the danger of a lynch mob prompted officers to move them to Santa Fe. In February 1881, while on trial, Rudabaugh pled guilty and was sentenced to 99 years in prison for several counts of mail robbery. He was later found guilty of murdering Las Vegas deputy Lino Valdez and sentenced to death by hanging. He was next taken to the Old Town Las Vegas jail to wait execution, where J.J. Webb continued to serve his sentence. Meanwhile, Billy the Kid was imprisoned in Lincoln, New Mexico, where he escaped on April 28, 1881. However, he was quickly 
tracked down and killed by Pat Garrett on July 14, 1881. After a failed escape attempt, in which fellow inmate named Thomas Duffy died, he and Webb came up with another plan. Two months later, Webb and Rudabaugh and five other men dug a hole large enough to escape and succeeded. Rudabaugh then fled to Arizona, where he joined the Clanton faction in their feud with the Earps. He may have been involved in the murder of Morgan Earp and the plot to kill Virgil Earp, and may have also been present in the Iron Springs gunfight in which Curly Bill Brocious was killed. When the Clanton gang broke up, Rudabaugh traveled to Mexico, where he worked as both a cowboy and a barber. On February 18, 1886, Rudabaugh was involved in a card game in Parral, Chihuahua, Mexico, when things became tense following allegations of fraud. Rudabaugh quickly pulled out his pistol and killed two men and wounded another. He calmly left the tavern unharmed, but unable to find his horse. He returned a moment later and was shot multiple times from the dark and died. Rudabaugh was later beheaded. Days later, his killers were marching through town with his head on a pole. 